and then you watch them go and you're like, the pink one's still pink, man, the blue one's still blue. What's going on? This is possible. Hello, I'm Mark. I'm Justin. We're the J-Pops. And we are attempting parenting in Japan. Welcome to episode 69, the one we've all been waiting for. Nice. Today we're playing another round of Deep or High. This was Justin's game that he's going to ask me a bunch of questions and I can see if I know whether they're very thought-provoking or just dumb. Yeah, it was the game that swept the nation <laughs> about a year ago. We played it once on this podcast and uh, we're going to breathe some life back into it. Nice. But first, the updates. Uh, you've got Very two nice. kids. How are they? They're two kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're doing well. Uh, Emma's a month right now. She uh, she just had her month checkup a week ago, two weeks ago. No, a week and a half ago. Something like that. And uh, it went pretty well. It was me. and At that point, it was Moe and I's first time out of the house with her, like by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a learning experience, like how do we do this again? Cause it'd been like, you know, a year and a half since we'd done all that. Um, but you know, you jump right back into it and you figure it out. And <clears throat> yeah. So the checkup went well. I've learned though, that I cannot go into the checkup rooms when there is an old doctor doing any sort of checkup with the kids. Uh-huh. Just because, because of the fury, just the fury I feel inside for mm-hmm. them and their, obviously lack of interest in these kids or even compassion towards them in any way. They just poke them like dolls and I just get pissed. So we've learned to keep Mark out of those rooms. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) So Moe did that. I could still hear my child screaming as the doctor poked her, but I know she was all right. So Yeah, yeah, it's good to get a clearly defined role and your role is to sit in the car. Yeah, well, in the in the lobby. In the lobby. This time. That's good. <laughs> I sat in the lobby, played a switch, and waited. All right. Cool. <laughs> like like any grown man does. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> man, you're so. Uh, this is how much of an old man I am. I'm like Mark's so young and trendy with a switch. And I guess switch has been out for a long time. I've never seen or touched a switch in real life before. Oh, really? I've, I've heard the name. Oh, I should have brought it out. You could have tried it. Yeah, a big <laughs> Nintendo man. I've got. A I Nintendo have Goldeneye on it. Oh, there you go, Goldeneye yeah. Classic. That's right. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's about it for Emma. I can wrangle in some other. I have some more update stuff with Coda that involves her too. So should I just oh, carry yeah. on with that? Then? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Bridge him. Well, Coda is doing well. He is full in tantrum mode these mm. days. Like. Any little thing can set him off. Like I walk a different direction than he wants me to walk. He's mm-hmm. on the floor. He smacks his hands on the ground. Yeah. Or he grabs my hand and he pulls me to the door, but I try to steer him towards the living room. He stops and just drops and slams his hands on the ground. Yeah. So it's fun. He's not like doing it in public um, a lot. I think because he hasn't like seen like, or he hasn't realized that he can like grab stuff and like do stuff and get things that he wants yet. Mm -hmm. We're still pretty. Yeah. It's, it's nice that it's not there yet, but yeah, it could come at any day. Who knows? I'll go ahead and piggyback uh, a Nico update on top of this. Cause this was 
one of my main Nico updates is that he's he's been fussy now for a couple of months. And mm. I guess that means it would have started at exactly the same age that you've noticed it a lot more in Coda. And it's like he's expressing taste and preference in things that he never really cared about before. But his only way to oh. express it is to scream because he doesn't <laughs> like the thing. So just a, like an hour ago, we were leaving the house and uh, I sat down with him to put his shoes on and he wanted to wear other shoes. Oh. And this is the first time in his life where he's had a shoe preference, but he just didn't want to put on this certain pair of shoes. He wanted a very similar pair of shoes that were like just oh. a different one. And uh, the way that any toddler can express themselves is just, ah! you know, just a big <laughs> shout right. and uh, getting into a, a, like the early stage of a meltdown. Yeah. And so then you're like, all right, wear your other shoes. It's fine. And uh, we were going out to, um, take the trash out he wanted to go with me to walk mm. the trash you know a block down the road to where he dropped it off in japan and um so we walked and dropped the trash off and i was like okay let's go back but he didn't want to turn around and walk back the other way he wanted to mm. continue walking the same direction down the street so this is when you have to do the the judo moves and like use his intention right. against him so we have a lot of tiny little blocks in our neighborhood so i'm like okay we can go forward because going forward and then take a left very quickly and another left and then a right. And then we're right back at our house, mm. you know? So it was maybe an extra three minutes of walking, but nice. he felt like he was going where he wanted to go yeah, uh, rather than freaking out in the middle of the street. Yeah. So there's always that question of, uh, you know, when do you lay down the law and say, I'm the adult, we're turning around and walking home now. And then you've got a kid crying for the next however many minutes. Right. Um, and then I'm also taking him back to feed him breakfast, but he'll be in no mood to sit and eat breakfast because he'll be furious. Right. So then uh, how often do you just go with what they want to do, but then kind of behind the scenes guide them? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in this instance, it, you know, if I can justify it as a good thing, like, yeah, take a walk, you know, early morning walk, mm. get a little more exercise in. And then you'll get home and eat pretty quickly. Uh, it's like, sure, let's go straight. That's fine. But I guess you have to balance that out so that they don't always get their way and come to expect. Yeah, it. that's the hard thing. It's like, when is it not seen as giving in? And when yeah. do they not see it like, oh, okay, I can do what I want. He's just yeah. going to go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll personally draw the line. I can imagine some things where I'll definitely say no. And there are things where I do definitely say no, but like an easy one is like begging for toys and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I can pretty easily say nope. And then endure the the tantrum yeah. after that, rather than spend the money on like plastic crap. So yeah. there are some ways in which I have drawn the line and will draw the line, but then other times I just choose my moment to just go along with them. If it seems mm -hmm. kind of positive in general. Mm. yeah i think that's a good way to do it you don't want to be overly negative and then yeah i also think it's good to like foster in a kid the sense that they have some sort of uh like choice in things or an opinion on things and right. then that if you're making every decision for them by like coming down hard and saying like no we're going to do this then they just lose a lot of agency in their life and it seems like it puts them into a little bit of a shell Mm. like throughout their childhood they won't want to uh, strike out on their own or take some kind of chance or something because mm. you've always said like i'll be making the decisions for you um, so right. it seems to build in a little bit of independence if you can yeah. like let them make a choice from time to time mm. yeah and like let them adventure and 
yeah. discover new things on their own. Yeah. Well, um, anything else for Coda? Uh, yeah, he's uh. So we got that new baby in the house, as you've been told. I've heard and seen, mm-hmm. and uh, he is slowly coming to realize that too. I think. I think mm-hmm. it's finally like he notices her and like realizes, oh, this is a little person. Like she's in the house now. Whereas before, I think it was like he would kind of ignore her mm-hmm. or show disinterest anyway, as if like maybe she would just leave, like you know some guests do. But yeah, this one, this one seems permanent, so I mm-hmm. think he's realizing that a bit. And uh, yeah, he seems to be warming up a bit and interested. So that's good signs. Yeah. Does he try to, uh, does he like kind of passively watch her and just check her out? Or is he like in her business trying to give her toys and trying to hold her and play definitely with her? Definitely passive. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's... Especially like when I'm holding her. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning, he would freak out a bit when I was holding her and then he would want to be held or like see that negatively. But now it's like I'll hold her and feed her. And he'll just run around and do his thing, but like always be like looking to kind of yeah. see. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll bring him over and try to like have him sit with us, which I think helps because then yeah. he feels like, oh, okay, I'm not rejected. I can still come over. Yeah. I've got a friend. Uh, she just had a newborn two, three months ago, and she's got a three-year-old. And her, mm. her three-year-old is excellent smart well-behaved kid and then the three-year-old is like just old enough to be very helpful uh yeah like you can tell the three-year-old like oh get me a diaper for the baby and they'll get the oh, right diaper be... and bring it over yeah so that'd be is, nice is coda like uh on the edge of doing anything helpful or is he still just in, feeling things out in no way in his life right now <laughs> is he on the way to being helpful <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh he's a walking id just does whatever he's he wants just doing what he wants getting what he wants yeah we've uh we've had to transition we're no longer able to change his poopy diapers laying down uh-huh. flat out refuses and throws tantrums so now he has to be standing for a poop every diaper changed wow and this just happened like a couple days ago and like i was like doing the last laying down poopy diaper so i've mm-hmm. like got both feet in one hand a poopy diaper in the other and he's like trying to like spin he's doing full <laughs> spins on the floor so i've had to like i had to like pick him up entirely by two legs upside down with the, like a dirty butt and like a poopy diaper and i'm just uh-huh. like oh jesus christ stop <laughs> <laughs> what is happening <laughs> Uh, that sounds like uh, you could be in a circus or something like there are the it acrobats, like there are the plate spinners, and there's the standing poopy diaper change. Yeah, it's, it's quite yeah. a skill. Yeah, there's a lot more risk in that one for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's also it's also the last diaper I've changed in a while because mm. I just get so frustrated and kind of like I just, I just can't do it right now. So I'm just yeah. thankful that Moe is stepping in and helping with those. Yeah. And you've still got the mother-in-law in the wings. Yep. Yep. She's still here. That's, uh, that's going to end though. That's another update. We just, she gave her notice. Yeah. She's, uh, she's got another month or so. She wrote the letter of resignation. Yep. Yeah. Put it on your desk. So that's well, the end of that. Soon. Yeah, all good things must come to an end. That's a good amount of help. I guess Emma will be over two months old when she goes. Yeah, yeah, she'll be 
almost three months at that point two and a half months <clears throat> so yeah she'll be doing better hopefully yeah that's great we'll be less stressed but then going down to like two parents two kids you're going to be divided and conquered very yeah. easily yeah for sure well hopefully in that amount of time coda will get a few things online like um mm. it's a pretty like minor thing but if you can just say give this to mom give this yeah. to dad and the kid does it it's actually quite helpful it just saves you from walking across the room when you're not able to walk across the room you know right. and nico's had that now for maybe a couple of months we started to notice if you mm. say give give me that he can bring something to you or or whatever so maybe mm. right around the same age that uh, coda is now nico is coming online with that okay. and he will uh, do things like if he knows what's mine and what's my wife's like in terms of our cell phones and some right. of our clothes and stuff. And so he'll just hand it to you or you can say, you know, give this to mom and he'll walk it across the, the house mm. and give it to her. So that, that'll be a nice little step. Uh, one other thing we, uh, me and Moe had a practice solo parenting run to Eon this past weekend. Mm. And it was just me, her and two kids. Wow. And we were gone from the house for like, two and a half hours maybe mm -hmm. three hours there was playtime grocery shopping and lunch mm -hmm. and it felt like two days <laughs> yeah it was so busy you're just like running here and there one kid needs this you're trying to get stuff for the other kid man so that's uh that's coming soon yeah <laughs> all the time <laughs> yeah man um i was gonna say that in the past i've really advocated for taking your kid shopping with you because mm. it's a little bit of a hassle to like get them in the car get the diaper bag sorted and then have them in the shop with you it's obviously not as easy but then you realize the parent who stays home can do so much more stuff at home and just right. like cook without a kid running around your ankles while you're trying to you know yeah. cook something and so um i will basically take nico like to Costco every couple of weeks when I go, or if I just need yeah. to do some little shopping in the neighborhood, I'll uh, carry him with me. And we went to Second Street, which is hands down the best place to shop for kids' clothes and toys oh, and stuff. Yeah, I mean Second Street, you can see it, you can size it up on the kid, and then basically everything is like three hundred yen. Mm. Uh, you can get the two hundred yen items, or sometimes they put stuff on discount. So. Whenever the season changes and you need a whole new wardrobe, go by Second Street and just, yeah, give me eight pairs of pants. All right. His winter's taken care of. Mm. It was like, you know, like $20 US. Uh, and a lot of it's good quality. A lot of it's still got the tags on it. Uh, so highly recommend Second Street just for buying kid stuff. But anyway, I took Nico in there and now he's in the mode of uh, let me out of my stroller. I want to go oh. play with this stuff. Let me go get on this stuff. And then he'll see a big like pile of kids toys on the floor. And he's going over and getting into that. And meanwhile, I'm mm. trying to look through like every clothing item on a rack to right. like, find stuff that's sort of suitable for him for the season and his size and everything. Uh, so it's hard to keep an eye on him. Uh, but he's he's good, but he definitely just wants to play. And now shopping has gotten a lot harder with him. Mm. So I still take him, but it's definitely more of a hassle now that he's 20 months old. Um, yeah. And he's, as I was saying before, like expressing his just will to, he just wants to do something yeah. before he would just kind of follow along or you just hold him and he doesn't have any other ideas in his head. But now he's like, I can go push that on Pan Man shopping cart 
filled yep. with Anton Mon goods and uh, into run the up garbage. And down the yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's still uh, it's probably still worthwhile. Uh, yeah, the Costco runs a little easier. There's not so much like stuff to play with, but yeah, I still it's... recommend taking, but just barely. It's really easy to to see how parents like get in that mode of, okay, here's your small 200 yen toy. This will mm-hmm. be yours. Just carry this for the rest of the time in the store and then we'll <laughs> yeah. buy it at the end. Yeah. Like I can totally see that happening. Yeah. You're like, all right, just use this thing. Like don't grab everything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's really nice is when you come across something that you actually want to buy and you can yeah. give that to the kid and then you feel like you're not capitulating or anything, but uh, at the second street, I found the uh, Fisher Price stacking rings, also mm. 300 yen, you know, just the rainbow colored, like the big yellow yeah. uh, kind of pillar in the middle. And then the rainbow colored rings that get uh, that get gradually smaller. Mm. I found that, but I found one that's like two feet tall, like nice. an enormous version of that with huge rings, 300 yen. Damn. Uh, not a scratch on it perfect condition and i think that it's just kids stuff you know kids go through it so fast and then people Mm. give it to second street and they just have this massive stock of it so you have to price it way way down just to keep it moving right so um that is why the vintage or not really vintage but the used store is just wonderful for for kids stuff is any kid only wears it a couple of times if it's closed or you know play with it briefly or maybe never and then it just winds its way to second street yep and I reap all the benefits, my friend. Second Street is pretty good too because they don't allow a lot of like super used looking stuff or dirty stuff in there. So anything yeah. they get is like practically new looking. Yeah. It's very frustrating to try and give them things for that reason. Yeah. Um, and they buy stuff from you, but it's like five yen per item of clothing. <laughs> It's a real slap in the face. And you're like, yeah. you know, at the end of this exchange, you're going to give me 85 yen. And it would be more gratifying for me to just throw it all in a trash can in front of you. <laughs> like, <laughs> than have just to thank you for 85 yen. Fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the, it depends on what side of the coin you're on with Second Street. But, and some stuff is just expensive there, but kids yeah. stuff is the yeah. way to go. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. It's always cheap. Most of the products, like, kitchen items and stuff i'd steer away from yeah even clothing i mean you'll still find like shoes oh, that yeah. cost 150 dollars and you're like if it's north use, face it's yeah. like same price as new you're like yeah. why why would i buy this <laughs> yeah why is this happening <laughs> that i think something that is lacking in japan is something at the level of a goodwill or a salvation army yeah where everything is like oh t-shirts are two dollars go for it like Second Street still has the sense that these things are vintage rather than they're just old and we're trying to get rid of them. Right. So they don't have the homeless issues and the poor problems. Yeah. Like America does. Yeah. There's an actual need for that. Yeah. That's a combination. I think there's there are social like uh, safety nets in Japan (laughs) to a degree that they just don't have them in the U.S. So there's fewer people falling through the cracks percentage wise Mm. uh, and in real terms. But uh, also there's uh, just like a distaste for used things yeah. in japan and you can um i don't know if you get down to like a goodwill or salvation army level it's kind of like they take everything and a lot of it's crap basically mm. but there are people out there who need and want that crap so in the u.s they buy it but in japan it, it might not turn into anything 
No. You know, I, this is also a theory of mine, but I think that because stuff is harder to throw away in Japan, you can't really have a sustainable like goodwill or salvation army. Right. Because you must have to throw away a lot of stuff out of a goodwill. Um, just stuff that doesn't hmm. move or people drop off a bag of whatever and it's all garbage. You know, yeah. none of this should have been donated in the first place. Right. So the model would have to be way different and you would have to have some deal with the city about like, give us a discount on throwing away mountains of trash. That's neither here nor there. Hmm. At the end of the day, we have no goodwill. But Second Street Kids stuff, that's good as. All right. Well, that does it for updates, I think. I think so as well. And let's uh, hop in our gondola mm. and cross the valley into Segment Segmentopia. <laughs> Segmentopia. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going on that one. <laughs> I didn't either. I was going to say Segment Villa, uh, which sounds pretty lovely. Mm, here yeah. we are in the segment of Villa. We're going to play Deep or High. This is a game in which I express an idea that has occurred to me. And <laughs> you, Mark, in your infinite wisdom, judge whether it is the thought of a deep philosophical thinker or a high person. Okay. This is the game, Deep okay. or High. Okay. Okay, first uh, first thought here, and um, you'll have to excuse my language, but there's no other way to phrase this. Bubbles are fucking magical. Uh, hi. <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. Uh, well, I guess there's nothing much to explain. You just, you blow bubbles. This is something we've gotten into. You know, when your kid's a yeah. year and a half, they like to see bubbles. And Nico can blow his own bubbles now. Uh, nice. So that's pretty cool. And we have like a gun, a battery powered gun that shoots In out. In Japan? Yeah, yeah, that shoots out <laughs> bubbles, machine gun style. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of bubbles at a time. And uh, when you when you use that gun in particular, you're literally getting hundreds of bubbles out of it. Wow. And then we do it in the garage, but then they blow out into the street and then they blow through the neighborhood. And as far as you can see in any direction, there are just bubbles like magically, like you alter the whole landscape of the neighborhood by filling it with bubbles. Like you're in a Lisa Frank folder or something. And it just, it looks beautiful. I'd and love you... to see your neighbors who have no idea like that you're blowing <laughs> yeah. bubbles in the garage and just see bubbles and be like, yeah. what? what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's also like each individual bubble, like why are they different colors, man? They're like blue or pink <laughs> or purple, or they have that, like they came out of the same, you know, the same blow. Well, they're not and different yet. colors. I guess, I mean, like, I guess the light's just hitting them differently yeah. or something, but like side by side, and then you watch them go and you're like, the pink one's still pink, man. The blue one's still blue. <laughs> What's going on? How is this possible? So you're going to stick, you're going to stick with high. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so... While I could go down a rabbit hole with that thought and think it's deep, I also think it stems from a place of highness. <laughs> okay. And you guys have a bubble maker, right? Something that sits on the ground. We do. Yeah, yeah. Automatically. So you guys get into the bubbles. We haven't done it 
in a while just because summer tries to kill you so we don't take it outside and now it's cold and windy all the time so it seems kind of useless right now yeah there's a sweet spot of like a week and a half when you can really maximize bubbles yeah all right deeper high round two uh this just struck me the other day you didn't tell me what the answer was to that one oh well i think it's only for you to judge Oh, to me, okay. are, are all of these for me to judge? Yeah, I'm equally oh, okay. impressed with all my own thoughts. <laughs> I need somebody else to separate the wheat from the chaff. Okay, okay. Uh, so this one struck me recently as like, you know, we live in town and we can walk to many different businesses just in our little area. And uh, so Nico and I are often out on the street on the sidewalk going here and there. Mm. As a as a foreigner, legally i have to have my foreigners card because you're supposed to have it if you know at any moment you're asked for it by the police to identify yourself you have to have your card so like as long as i've been in japan i've had this legal obligation to carry identification um and then it strikes me that uh outside of his passport which you're not going to carry around anyway and here's the idea this kid's got no id ah right that uh just hits me sometimes like isn't that like there are certain people yeah you must have id and there are certain people who just have no id and what if somebody said like can you prove that's your kid for real yeah then i would say nope see you later (laughs) (laughs) like i'm holding him and he's not crying or sometimes i'm holding him and he is crying i don't know yeah there's just no way to um depends on the timing to prove it (laughs) and then society somehow functions with all these idealist people like hmm. just being toted around by other people. And yeah. uh, we just all like assume, yeah, I think it's working like it should. Yeah. Uh, and occasionally it's a horrible, you know, kidnapping scenario, but generally mm. things just chug along like they should. I do. I do think about that a lot when I'm out with by, by myself with Coda. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing I think of that saves me is like this kid is like almost blonde. Yeah. And so am I. So it's like, it's pretty obvious yeah for me anyway yeah and i think in your case nico's still a bit half looking so they're like oh okay we get it yeah there's there's <laughs> very little chance that this foreign yeah. guy's like sought out and kidnapped another half child <laughs> just the odds are too low let's not worry about it yeah um, yeah it did I would happen... call that deep though yeah the concern yeah well uh one story to back it up to really reinforce how deep it is i knew someone once who was uh traveling with his kids and these were all like this wasn't like the mixed situation where you kind of get a pass you know oh it has to be his kid he's mixed this was like uh like white dad white kids kind of a situation gotcha and uh the dad was traveling internationally uh he was going from the u.s to japan but his connection was in canada and Mm. so like on paper it's like well there's a guy and a kid and he's like hopping countries and at (laughs) one point and i think it was in canada somebody at uh, customs or immigration or whatever as he was going through they asked him like can you do you have any evidence that you're not um that you have the mother's permission to be taking this child and uh he was like no <laughs> like he, he's my son <laughs> like I, I don't know that's weird do i need a formal letter from my wife to yeah. like travel with my kid I never would have thought about it like that's you know what yeah. he was saying and then he explained it well enough and like i guess the kid didn't seem under duress or anything so he just went on through but the question mm. was raised man that's a weird thing that you might be sometime like 
you might need to prove that. And it right. seems very, not only who is this child, but do you have permission to be moving around the world with this child right. um, from everybody concerned? That, that's I've, a crazy thing to me. I have thought about that, especially like going to and from Japan, because I think there's definitely a concern of that here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know how to prove that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. Luckily, we've got uh, our kids have U.S. passports and then in the airport, at least for identity purposes. But like, do they have the mother's permission? That's another story. Hmm. Anyhow, um, I think it's good that they stop them, though. Yeah, at least bring it as up. A and then... Inconvenience as that is, I'd rather them inconvenience everyone. Yeah. Do that rather than let everyone slide. Yeah. And see if anybody starts uh, yeah. going into gibberish and sweating and yeah. then you raise some suspicions all right uh deeper high number three mm. this is actually a quote but since i've had a kid i think about it more um and the original quote is a rooster or sorry not a rooster let's say a chicken i'm gonna i'm gonna change the quote a chicken is an egg's way of making another egg sure isn't that awesome so you you're you're putting intention on the egg yeah yeah <laughs> to self-reproduce more yeah, eggs exactly <laughs> like a growing chicken, itself into a chicken yeah an egg grows into a chicken so okay. that it, so it can make another egg let's start from the bottom here like this egg suddenly appears because you know which one came first obviously mm -hmm. the egg mm -hmm. of course and uh then realizes i'm perfect i want more of me <laughs> yeah. how can i do that i need a yeah. chicken yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to start trying to make a chicken. Let's do that. And it'll make another egg. Yeah. Um, the idea is that like, uh, we view ourselves as humans as sort of like, we're the main character, right? Yeah. And on the individual level, you know, I'm the main character, you're the main character, but humans themselves, we look at like, when we talk about history, we're generally mm. talking about human history and the stuff that we did. Yeah. Where, like you talk about individuals who are quite important in human history and that sort of thing. But then if you extend it to the longest timeline, that's what this idea is. Mm. Then it's more about like the the genetic material, which is the egg in that chicken statement. It's like the genetic material is just creating these humans so that it can produce more of the genetic material. And right. this is chugging along all the time. And that's really the star of the show. Like I think it's you the, just called humanity a parasite. Yeah, we're pretty much uh, at best we're a convenience <laughs> for our genes to keep expressing themselves throughout the ages. Um, but I mean, biologically, that's what everything is, right? Yeah, it's an absolutely. agent to reproduce. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's kind of like a tautology. It's like it's genetically successful, therefore it reproduces, therefore yeah. it can continue with its genetics and being successful. Yeah. Um. And uh, that, you know, when when you have a kid, you start to see it in stark relief that like, oh, we've got this new human here and he's going to grow up and have his own kids. And it's just it's going to mm. keep rolling and rolling. Uh, and I, I read that years ago that a chicken is an egg's way of making another egg. And it always stuck with me. And now you kind of like see it with yeah. your your own reproduction. Anyway, mm. deep. I call that deep. Uh, yes. That's, that's a deep one. All right. Good. Okay. Number four, this is the last one. Okay. Deeper high number four. It goes like this. 
time, man. <laughs> well, you gotta word it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's I. That's I. <laughs> I mean, because like, I think I've been sitting with people I, and they've said that. Yeah, time, <laughs> time man. man. And then that was it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can just move on. Uh, to put more of like a. <laughs> like to bring it into focus a little more i think we're obviously seeing the passage of time in our kids like we've got kids that are a year and a half so sure. we've been at it for a year and a half with the kids now and then you've got a kid who's already a month you know like just born and now suddenly a month old and you do like the time just keeps going by faster and faster it seems like as you yep. age yeah uh, but a way that really draws us into focus and this is really the crux of it this is probably the um the mm. real crux of the deeper high. Uh, do you ever do the thing where like in reference to the moon landing, mm -hmm. right? You think about something from history and is it closer to the moon landing or is it closer to present day? Right. Okay. And I see what you're saying. So if you, like the mathematical way to think about it, the moon landing was 54 years ago. Mm -hmm. So half of 54 years is 27 years. So that means if something happened 28 years ago, then it mm. was closer in time to the moon landing than it is to the present day. Mm. But then if you start looking at things that happened 28 years ago, like here are the movies that that was 28 years ago is 1995. And here are some of the top movies from 1995. Toy Story. So like we had legit solid computer animation that right. would like sell out theaters. Toy Story, Braveheart, Apollo 13, Seven, Tommy Boy, Showgirls. Those are some of the notable movies from 95. Mm. Like Tommy Boy, I think of it as like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it's closer <laughs> in time to the moon landing than it is to today. Is that say more to how old you're getting? Yeah, it <laughs> does. Every year that how... goes by, it does. Uh, it's only going to get closer as we go on. So, yeah. Yeah, and like the more like things that we consider modern or whatever, like relevant, will just keep slipping further and further back in the time. Mm. Uh, here are some uh, just some other events from 95 that are now officially closer in time to the moon landing than than to today. One is the uh, the OJ Simpson acquittal, mm. like trial of the century, the OJ Simpson trial, biggest thing ever uh, in terms of yeah. like that era of, you know, televised courtroom drama right um also the kobe earthquake in japan that was in 95 mm. so closer now to the moon landing the oklahoma city bombing was in 95 mm. uh tumultuous year yeah that was a pretty wild year actually the internet was entirely privatized in 1995 so it's oh, considered to be 95 is considered to be the dawning of the information age mm. and like the beginning of the full like uh the internet that's not you know part of some like government program or whatever right so now officially the internet is closer in time to the moon landing than to today at least the mm. birth of it um we've also got i i chose some of the hit songs of 95 you've got waterfalls by tlc <laughs> gangsta's paradise coolio uh classic only want to be with you hootie and the blowfish mm. kiss from a rose by seal wow uh, so these things are like... Oh, so that was also the year of Batman. The yeah. terrible Batman. Yeah, Batman Forever, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Clooney. Uh, was it? Was that Clooney's? I think, I think it was Clooney's. 
They're both terrible. One of them yeah. has nipples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Way too many rubberized nipples. Um, so all that stuff now is like, to my mind, because the moon landing is like this old time. Right, right. Way before I was born, black and white footage kind of stuff. Right. And then uh, all this stuff is now like officially old timey, I think. Yeah, I'd say that's a fairly deep thought. It's, uh, I think about that not in relation to that, but recently I had a conversation with a friend who's about my age, about 40 ish or so. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about jobs and like changing careers and stuff. And he's like, something like suddenly it just dawned on me. Like, he's like, I got another 30 years of this. And I was like, wait a minute. I have not been working half of my adult working life yet. Like I thought I was at the tail end, but I'm still in the beginning. Yeah. Like I've got 30 years of this left and I'm like, suddenly it just like made me a little depressed. I was like, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I'm ready to retire and yeah. throw in the towel now. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty what, but that at least puts you on the front end of something. Right. Well then it, yeah. Then it started making me think, well, like, why shouldn't I change something or why shouldn't I get into a different field? If I have 30 more years of this, I should enjoy it. Yeah. Because everything I've done until this point has been shite. Yeah, so there's a, <laughs> a little bit of optimism in that. Uh, yeah. Because you're not like, well, 10 years of this left. It's a long time, but it's too late to do anything different. You know, that's yeah. a pretty desperate situation. Yeah. So at least... Uh, there's some if, optimism <laughs> yeah, in that. That's good. Well, anyway, time, man. Time, that man. One, that one might border on uh, <laughs> deep and high, depending on your frame of mind. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it both. All right, cool. Well, that's all for deep or high today. Excellent. Um, maybe a year from now, we'll <clears throat> bust out round three. It takes me about a year to accrue like four interesting <laughs> thoughts. It's more than I had, so I don't have time to think. <laughs> no, I don't have time to think. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> too old for this shit. Uh, well... Let's go over to uh, McQuiffy Corner. Hmm. Here we are back into McQuiffy Corner. And my question for you is, you've got a a one-month-old now, and that may still be a little bit young to determine, like, personality, but are there Mm -hmm. any notable differences between your two kids uh Mm. where you think like oh this wasn't this way with my first child but it is with my second child crazy yeah yeah definitely i don't i don't get as much time with emma as moe and her mom do these days because i'm tending more to coda or work or study but the time i do get i notice she's much more assertive in -hmm. her young age than coda was i remember him being a little more easygoing and like oh, he wasn't really fussy or he wasn't crying very much and he's hungry, let's feed him. Oh, he's got Mm -hmm. a diaper, let's change him. Mm -hmm. Whereas Emma's a bit more fussy or she tells you like, ah, something's wrong and you're like, I don't know which one of these. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, so she's much more vocal about stuff I've noticed. Yeah. I wonder if that will carry on for years and years. That'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I hope so. I hope she does. Yeah. 
uh, it was definitely that way in my family. I think as a baby, I was chill and then had a sister, um, mm. this is the second born and she was screaming from day one. And then all through her childhood, she was just like a tornado. She was a force <laughs> of nature. And, well, thank uh, you for that picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now she's chill. And, um, but, uh, yeah, she was like, as a kid, she was just full of a lot more energy. Um, and, uh, and cries and shouts and things. I know I've told mm. this story before, but um, my dad used to work nights, so he would sleep in the day. And mm. My sister used to slam the door to her room when she was angry about anything. Mm. Uh, just, you know, a few feet away from the door to his room where he was trying to sleep all day. And uh, one time she got angry and she was running upstairs and my mom shouted after her like, don't slam the door. Um, and then she got upstairs and because she was told not to slam the door, we heard, mm. wham! wham 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 and she just slammed it over and over and over and that story i've told like a hundred times but that really encapsulates her whole childhood was like uh, i'm angry and i'm gonna take it to another level um even nice. though you, you don't think i can i am and uh, yeah i yeah. think we lived in similar houses uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Man. but i uh you know of course there are things you're kid does that sort of like great on your nerves depending on the mood and the time yeah. and all that stuff but i uh am probably more than half the time i'm amused by nico's bad behavior mm. because it gives me a kind of sense of pride that he's like doing things that he wants to be doing and you kind of like see it come out of him rather right. than just being a kind of baby who you just do everything for and he follows along yeah. so um I especially I laugh every time I read the daycare report because he's always doing something like just not finishing his lunch or whatever, like uh -oh. noted, like oh, he didn't finish his soup. And I just love to picture him like refusing it and pushing it away and <laughs> just like giving him a little bit of a hassle. And that always amuses me. So, yeah, uh, hopefully we can keep some perspective like that. Even I if think the kids are wild. I always wonder, like, is that going to happen or not? But then I think like the parenting styles from that generation to now are so completely different. Yeah. I don't know that that situation would present itself the same way. And then the kids would think to react the same way. Yeah. Like I don't, we try not to say no to things. We try to give more constructive reasoning rather mm -hmm. than just being like, no, don't do that. We try yeah. to say like, Oh, this is dangerous. Maybe play over here or, you know, do this thing or that thing. So we try to limit to the just like, you know, absolute statements mm -hmm. as much as we can. And I think that those statements lend themselves more to that reaction. Yeah. Where it's like, no, nah, I was told no. Well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it <laughs> <Yeah>. big. <laughs> We're in an argument now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to win it. Yeah. Whereas right. reasoning tends to lend itself more to thinking about things more, even with kids, I think. Yeah. Just still be crying and stuff, but. Yeah, this uh, that'll be really interesting to see how that pays off in the long run. Yeah, see how it plays out. Um, we will keep an eye on it. Yep. But for now, let's go to Jump Potty. Everybody, have a seat on the Japati. Uh, today's Japati. This comes from a very popular Japanese children's book. That's really for, you know, just the, the youngest of the young little babies like this, little toddlers like this book. It's called Ja Ja Bidi Bidi. And hmm. um, I read it. 
we received this book for free, I think from some city thing that we went to and they gave us the book. Mm. And uh, then it's like, oh, that's interesting. And then I was at a like hard off and they have some little book section and I saw like dozens and dozens of this book and I realized, <laughs> oh, they must give this to everyone. And uh, right. well, obviously they do. They gave it to us too. Um, and it's just like kind of flooded all over the place. So it is one of the really common books. Um, I think the cover of it has like a faucet uh, and it's red, like the, the cover's red and there's a picture of a like cartoon huh. faucet, like pouring water on the front, but that's called Ja Ja Bitty Bitty. And the nature of the book is um, it has 11 pages. There are 11 items or animals or things or whatever. And it's just the noises that they make. Hmm. Okay. So I thought I would give you uh, the 11 items. Okay. In a list. I'll send you this list now, actually. Uh, the 11 items are airplane, baby, hmm. car, dog, the aforementioned faucet, uh, cat, mm. paper, as in <laughs> paper, paper ripping. Oh, okay. Um, a railroad crossing, like the uh, the arms that come down and the lights that flash and all that. Okay. A rooster, mm. a trumpet, and a vacuum cleaner. I'm gonna get all these wrong. Okay. So you know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this will be pure entertainment then. I'm going to drop them to you in the chat. Okay. Can you see the list? I can see the list. Okay, good. Uh, all right. I will tell you the sound. This I've alphabetized the list to randomize it, and I will give you the sounds as they appear in the book, and you can choose an item, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. The mm -hmm. first one is boo, 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 boo. Okay, that's a car. Car. I, I do know that one. That's good. <laughs> I like boo boo for the car because it sounds like vroom in a way, and vroom and boo kind of have some overlap. Yeah, so. yeah, they're pretty close. Not totally different. All right, the next one you're gonna get this one easy. It's one 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 one. A uh, dog. That is a dog. One one. Even uh, my son calls dogs one one a lot of the times. I've never understood where they got that sound from. Yeah, it's weird but in english we have a smorgasbord of dog sounds i guess so between bark Ruff, wolf, wolf barf, bark. yeah all of them and they're all pretty wild yeah uh, bow wow <laughs> the strangest of them all you mean little bow wow little bow wow <laughs> uh sort of puppy sounds like um okay the next one this is the titular ja ja uh the book's called ja ja bitty bitty uh one of those sounds is ja 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 I'm gonna go with faucet. It is the faucet. This Just because is... you said it was on the cover. Yes. <laughs> this is the flowing water when you turn on a faucet. It's ja 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 ja. Uh I tried to do this book in English with Nico because you can, you know, look oh. at the pictures and then just say what those sounds are in English too. And for ja ja, I say whoosh. I think whoosh, whoosh is a good water sound. Yeah. Whoosh. I think whoosh. That might be all we have. Uh, the next one, this is also from the title. This is Bitty Bitty. And um, this is not featured on the cover, I don't think. But the book is Jaja Bitty Bitty. The sound is Bitty Bitty Bitty. Oh, I got no idea on this one. Baby, maybe? It sounds like a baby's babbling. But this is actually paper ripping. <laughs> bitty 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 Bitty. 
and it sounds strange especially to have like a b sound for mm. rip is odd but then you realize like there is no onomatopoeia in english for paper ripping yeah we don't so, really have a sound i was just thinking like what would you say you go that, like Shh. yeah <laughs> just imitate it yeah but on that page i just say rip 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 because it, uh, it sounds kind of like ripping i don't know i guess so all right the next i mean one. it sounds as off as bitty 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 yeah uh next up we got bween 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 uh railroad crossing no sir that is a vacuum cleaner mm. and again i don't think we this is like b-u-i-i-i-i-n bween bween um mm. it sounds pretty much like a vacuum like when it kicks on i guess and, so but is there anything in English? What would you say in English for a vacuum? Mm, I don't know. Do we have a sound? When I do it in English, I just go like, you know, just yeah, I guess imitate. So. Basically. It's pretty close. Yeah. So, bween is pretty good, I think. Bween. Mm. The next one. This is a classic. Koke koko. Oh, that's the rooster. That is a rooster. That's a Japanese yeah. rooster. They wake up at sunrise and say, Koke Koko. Yeah. I guess Next. I just don't know why everything has to have a sound. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This would be an interesting research paper. I mean, if you could do some cross-cultural analysis yeah. of these sounds. And it would all come down to, like, I would say, pre-recorded history, really. Mm. They're probably imitating these sounds like a lot of language. Now, I'm sure they've changed over the years, but uh, it must come down to like the phonetics that are available to you in your language. And then you hear something and then you have to force fit it into your sound system. Mm. So somehow Koke so. Koko works for the Japanese. Cockadoodle do is much less accurate, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next Jaja Bitty Bitty entry is. Con, 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 con. That's got to be the railroad. That is. And I guess you should perform it as like, con, 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 Yeah. Con. In English, I say clang for that. Clang, clang, mm. clang, clang. That's about as good as I can do. That sounds right. Uh, I wouldn't even think to make a sound for it, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I guess if you're right up on them, even in the US, they must make a sound. It's just... Hard to picture or remember. I always want to say it's more of like a bing bing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the next one, I'm trying not to perform them too hard because then it'll give it away. Yeah. But this one is on, 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 on. <laughs> is that a baby? That's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it should be like, ah, ah, uh. ah, ah. <laughs> Which is pretty good. I mean, we have wah, I would yeah. say. Wah, wah, on, on. It's pretty similar. Yeah. They do like both sounds, I think, equally. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, this next one, we've already covered boo, 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 boo. <clears throat> but this is <clears throat> boon with an N on the end. Boon, 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 boon. Trumpet? Not the trumpet. This is the airplane. Did I put oh. airplane on your list? Oh, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, it's there. Uh, this one, yeah, boom, boom, like it's swooping. I guess it's like a car. Yeah, just some big loud engine. Mm. And again, airplane. I don't think we have anything in English, so we can't really pass judgment. Mm. 
Or can we? <laughs> or can we? <laughs> when I try to do this in English, I just go. Yeah. Like if you were playing with a toy airplane, the noises yeah. would make. All right. The next one is very easy. It is Nyan Nyan Nyan. Yeah. Cat. That's a cat for sure. Nyan Cat. Everybody look it up. Next is Poo 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 Poo. What did we? What did I not? Is that the trumpet then? That's that the last the, thing. I that's think. the trumpets. Yes, sir. Okay. And I guess it's more accurate like <clears throat> Poo 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 Poo. Mm. Uh, for this in English, I say toot. Toot, 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 trumpet. toot, toot, like that. That's the best I can do. Mm. All right. Well, everyone, yep. I, I recommend Ja Ja Bitty Bitty. Uh, my child likes it and he likes to hear the sounds. Nice. And you can watch it on YouTube if you want to look it up. It's um, cool. It, you might have to search for it in Japanese, so that could be troublesome. But, you know, poke right. around Google and poke around YouTube and eventually you'll land on it. I would spell it like J-Y-A-J-Y-A-B-I-R-I-B-I-R-I. Ja-Ja-B-D-B-D-D. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, cool. that's all for Japati. Let's hop off the Japati and do some dad jokes. All right. I got two. I've got two as well. Um, mm. I'll. Uh, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. I don't have a lot of confidence, so I don't want to end on mine. <laughs> um, okay, first one. These are both movie themed, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, first joke. Where do you go to weigh a pie? You go to weigh a pie. I don't know. Somewhere over the rainbow. Way up high. <laughs> I really got to get into that one. <laughs> it's pretty nice. stupid. Nice. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> All right. Which angle is the most depressing? Oh, which angle is the most depressing? I don't know. The oblique. Oh. Bleak. Oh, bleak angle. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I was thinking about your uh, obliques in your body. <laughs> and I just couldn't put it together. Nice. All right. The oblique, of course. All right. Uh, what did Titanic and the sixth sense have in common? Um dead people? I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> It was close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Movies from the same era. I see dead people. Oh, it's a good joke. That's good. That's good. All right. Last one. Uh, why don't ants ever get sick? Why don't ants ever get sick? Uh, no idea. They have little antibodies. <laughs> they do. That's the <laughs> cutest dad joke I've ever heard in my life. Uh, uh, good way to end Yes. Thank you for listening. We hope this week's episode was informative and interesting. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us either on the site formerly known as Twitter at JPOPS Podcast for as long as we're still checking that, or by email at info at thejpops.com. Talk to you next time. Time, man. Where's the stop button? <laughs> Oh god, we're still recording. <laughs>